0: So, uh, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, yeah, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good punch.
1: LaValle, Rose, up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, goal! The unnamed soccer podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start. Controversial start and its advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D Smith, welcome in. It's
0: the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Darren is good to record with you on a Thursday morning. Took me a second there. It is a Thursday morning. Plenty to discuss San Diego loyal with a massive match this weekend against Phoenix, potentially San Diego climbing even higher on the table. We'll find out. They have some pretty cool news this week. Jack Blake signing a contract extension. Uh, Our fan, our favorite, one of our favorites, On the podcast, Jeff Reuter put out a piece this week on The Athletic that we're going to discuss that impacts USL. It also impacts Major League Soccer. So there is plenty for Darren and I to discuss. Happy Thursday to you.
1: Happy Thursday, Jordan. I have a quick question because we have a group text going amongst ourselves with our mate, Nate Averea. All of us chime in when something good is happening with Liverpool Football Club. Nate chimes in. If anything's going on with Barca, I'll chime in. Jordan has really had the run of the roost here recently because Chelsea, Chelsea football club winning champions league, Jordan, you're as big a Chelsea supporter as I know, right? Like you're a huge Chelsea supporter. Like you're still basking in the afterglow of Chelsea winning the champions league fair.
0: This setup makes me uncomfortable.
1: Well, I just want to say, I mean, you're a really, like, did you think outside of a couple of text messages, you started a tradition on match day live where you popped the bottle of champagne, like, you know, you're really like you enjoyed it. Did you ever think about, I don't know, like you're going to order a new champions league shirt or you think, did you ever think and consider a tattoo? Like what, what did, what, what sort of level of appreciation were you willing to go to for Chelsea football club winning champions league?
0: This setup makes me uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> so I asked because I just uh, recently became aware of a story, you know, that uh, Argentina won Copa America, right? Okay. okay.
0: Oh, my God. I thought you were about to tell me that I have a tattoo and I had no idea.
1: <laughs> like the movie Kingpin where he yeah. wakes up, got the little tattoo on his chest. He turns around, his whole back is tatted out. Well, Well, I I do
0: have Drogba's PK on my back. No one's ever really seen it because I haven't taken my shirt off yet on Match Day Live. But when I do in the future, that's what you will see. You will see Drogba's PK. I'm going to have to add to that. And I think I might go with Christian Pulisic sitting down, drinking a cup of tea while sitting next to the Champions League trophy. That's the next tattoo.
1: That's good. Well, uh, Jordan, just to to sort of raise the bar a little so that everybody knows where I'm going with this. uh, Two-time... Miss Bum Bum winner, Susie Cortez. Kind of uh, hold on, fr- run this back again. What did she win? Two-time Miss Bum Bum winner, Susie Cortez. Are you not familiar with Susie Cortez?
0: Uh, Susie Cortez, if I remember correctly, is the two-time Bum Bum winner.
1: Two-time Miss Bum Bum winner, and Excuse she me, loves. Bum Bum. She loves Lionel Messi. She got a tattoo honoring him after Messi and Argentina won Copa America. She got the tattoo, according to the story, uh, on her anus.
0: Hmm.
1: As she reportedly posted pictures to her OnlyFans account. I don't know that you do or don't get into OnlyFans, but you can see them there if you want to. If you want to see the two-time Miss Bum Bum winner, Susie Cortez, her new tattoo, celebrating Lionel Messi in Argentina, she got it right there on her anus. So Hmm. you can check that out. But I
0: don't know I have, I have questions. I have questions. Um one, I have an OnlyFans. It's just when people watch me get Chelsea tattoos and they give me money. It's fantastic. They they pay for the tattoos. That's how my fan account works. Um, Miss Bum Bum. Is this this isn't Lionel Messi's wife, is it? This is not. No, this okay. is he's the- not married to Miss Bum Bum, correct? So yeah, and what does Lionel Messi's wife think about Miss Bum Bum getting a tattoo of uh Leonel on her, what did you call it? Anus.
1: Uh, that's what the story says. Jordan to be uh, anatomically correct. The right. I'm just
0: trying to be consistent.
1: Yes. Uh, I don't know. Nobody has reached out to uh, to Antonella, although they are vacationing in Miami. I don't know if you've been chronicling the messies as they are traveling in Miami. And... Excuse me. Are you on a
0: first name basis with Lionel Messi's wife?
1: Well, I mean, we all, those of us in, in the Barcelona ecosystem are well aware of the family, the children, right? Like we follow along with them on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you can go and you can find all these pictures of Miss Bum Bum getting the actual tattoo. that's all available for you right there on different websites. If you would like to go ahead and search that out, uh,
0: should you probably say, "Don't do this if you are at work"? Probably, I guess.
1: Um, well, I don't know. I- you know, it depends on you. Your... I'm
0: not here to tell anyone what to do. That's Nate Abborea's job.
1: <laughs> Maybe Nate will make an announcement sometime Saturday between seven and seven thirty as to where you can find the pictures of Susie Cortez getting the tattoo on Uranus.
0: That's actually a really good point. Is there a way for Match Day Live to get a hold of the script that Nate Aborea has to read for half an hour before every single match? And if we can get a hold of that script, let's say we can uh, make some edits do we have editorial control of said script i think as a script writer myself on mlb the show i should be allowed to write a script for nate arborea as he is delivering uh some messages over the pa so um not only are we requesting a wireless microphone for nate arborea and monitors for match day live we are now asking if we can fully have editorial control of the messages that nate sends out before every single match do we ask for too much you think
1: i don't think so i nobody's ever suggested that so i think we're operating at a pretty healthy pace okay given what we do there i, I don't you know i don't know that nate would complain all that much so
0: no not at all all right well i wasn't prepared I wanted- for the miss bum bum story
1: I just wanted to, you know, just toss it out there that, you know, anybody who thinks of themselves, you know, we've seen some incredible loyal artwork tattoos. Yeah. Uh, anybody, you know, who can? I, I know part of the Peña Peña Blaugrana here in San Diego. There's there's some Barca tattoos. I'm sure you know people with some Chelsea Football Club tattoos. So yeah, myself.
0: Like... Um, does anyone have bum tattooed on their bum?
1: Uh, locals, we're looking at you.
0: Anyone? Any, uh, any bum tattoos out there? Let
1: us know. There probably yeah. is. My guess is there is. Bum tattoos. Yeah. Again, locals, we're, we're looking at you. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. All right. Uh, if Barca win Champions League this upcoming year, will you get a
1: tattoo to honor it? I would say that that's improbable. Okay. But...
0: The tattoo part or Barcelona winning Champions League? Because, Darren, oh. I will tell you, your Barcelona. club sometimes just goes on a magical run in this special tournament. And the next thing, you know, you're hung over after a couple days. And Christian Pulisic is posting pictures next to a champions league trophy. Anything is possible in this world. Anything.
1: That is true. Jordan. You, uh, this recent run from Chelsea football club has inspired me by the way. Like these leagues are back in like two weeks. <laughs> like they're already playing. Like it's amazing that you got preseason matches ongoing for some of the European clubs. Like, No rest whatsoever.
0: No, no. The tournaments are still ongoing and there are still more to begin. And here we are starting seasons. Hey, uh, let's get to what's happening this weekend. San Diego loyal at home against Phoenix rising. This one is going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this one. It's been a while. Uh, We get that 10 day break. We're in the middle of it. Still. What is this day eight without a loyal match? Starting to freak out, man. I need another loyal match. It's been too long. I'm excited for this weekend at Torero stadium.
1: Yeah, and, I, you know, I think anytime Phoenix shows up in your building, anytime you show up in Chandler, you know, I think that it, it already elevates, it raises the stakes just a little bit, right? Now we're also looking at first and second in the Pacific Division. I also think the most important thing, the most important development since last time we podcast, Jordan, was that, and, and I was not holding my breath on this development at all. We had mentioned that SD Loyal was going to petition the league and they were going to try to have Grant Stoneman's yellow card rescinded from the first half and I never expect that sort of stuff to happen to you like that almost never works you hear it you're like hey okay you got your players back good job guys but that the league actually rescinded that first yellow card that first half yellow card and he now will be eligible to play on Saturday night is huge what a sigh of relief that is to have Grant Stoneman so Yeah, that was the first bit of good news. And then you find out Landon Donovan wins the USL Coach of the Month for the month of June. Four wins, two draws, turning the season around. Then you find out Jack Blake signs a two-year extension. So, And then given all the results from this past weekend, Phoenix thumped Los Dos. Orange County Soccer Club lost outright 2-0. So it feels like there's like a lot of good, positive energy heading into this weekend. As you said, with a little bit of an extended break for 730 at Torero Stadium Saturday night. So
0: Jack Blake scores against Phoenix this weekend now, right? That's why you put this news out this week. That's why you throw two years his way. It only took him seven months with the club to earn a multi-year deal. He signed his deal with San Diego back in December. It's only been seven months and now a two year deal for him, which is like you said at USL, that does not happen very often. So he scores this weekend against Phoenix, right? He's going to be a very popular pick on the pick to kick
1: segment. I believe uh, three of his goals so far this season have come against Phoenix. He had a brace last time on six, one, nine day at Torero stadium. He also scored in the draw, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, three of those goals, three of his goals so far, but you know, your point is a great one, and I've thought about this, too, because I'm, I'm, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but I'm hosting an Instagram live chat with Jack Blake at 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. If you can be there live, great. If not, after the fact, we'll work as well, but you know, you get to interact. And, and I did all that, math. I was like, he's played 13 official matches with SD Loyal. 13. Like, dude, like, sign me up. Two-year deal. I'm ready to go. And this is such a year-to-year league. It's You know, it's cool that you get carryover with Metcalf and Charlie Adams and Colin Martin and Elijah, just to name a few. But, like, it's such a year-to-year league. Like, there seems to be a lot of a lot of turnover, you know, a lot of switching teams, et cetera, as, as you and I are getting more familiar with it. So, to see that, to have him for this year and then a two-year extension on top of it for a 26-year-old who's played the way he has, like, really cool to see. Like, I, I must admit, like, you know, I, I – part of this league and part of this club, I don't know that I, I had ever really thought of about the kind of, you know, I think about that all the time and radio, like, who are you going to sign to long-term extensions, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. and all that. Like I never really think about it on this level until right now, you know, until, you know, you think like just at the end of the year, you will evaluate, Hey, are you happy here? Okay, cool. We are too. Why don't you come back? You know, but for the most part, like, who knows what's going to happen. So, you know, to see something like that and especially to see the impact that this guy's made and to see like the way the teammates respond to him and the, you know, the way he, he carries himself, the presence he has on and off, like, man, like what a, what a great bit of news. That was totally unexpected.
0: Mm -hmm. He's only 26 years old too. That's that's great. It's a great, great player. He is a great player to have uh, signed up for two years. And you mentioned that he has three of his four goals against Phoenix this year he tends to really shine in the big moments. Th- think of the schedule so far for San Diego. Who are some of the toughest opponents we played this year? Phoenix, of course, is one of them. We'll start there. Three of his four goals are against Phoenix. Really, really good. Give me another club yep. that we've played. That is also considered pretty good. Uh, Louisville. He's Louisville. Scored. He scored against Louisville as well. That's the other one and his assists. It's easy to remember his goals because his goals have been fantastic. They've been really fun to watch. Um, But the assists have been there as well. Three assists with his four goals and his assists. Two of the three have come against Orange County, who is the other club we're really really battling uh, in the Pacific. So if you really want to focus in on who you play in the Pacific, Phoenix and Orange County, those are the two teams that you really think are going to be jockeying for position with San Diego for the top spot. He's come up and he's performed in those matches. And he also performed against Louisville, a very, very good team.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you mentioned pick to kick, you, you know, you think he's going to be a pretty popular player this week in our mm-hmm. pick to kick on match day live, where you get three points for a player who scores a goal a point for an assist. I am pretty sure I have this right. I think Shannon McMillan has picked Jack Blake every single week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe early on in the season, she went with Hertzog or went with Miguel Barry, but like almost like, like she has become the Cal Ripken of picking Jack Blake when it comes to the pick the kick segment, I'll have to, you know, I'm, I'm guaranteeing she will pick him again this week. She's mm-hmm. sort of a bit superstitious now. As, Listen,
0: She claims it's superstition. It's obviously a strategy and it's a good one. It's working.
1: Yeah, He takes the most shots. As you said, he's got the goals. He's got the assists. I mean, I think objectively speaking, he's, he's the best player that we've got for San Diego loyal.
0: Um, he has performed better than anyone. Um it's going to be fun. Someone who uh, I'm really interested in seeing this weekend, who I really want to see perform well, like I do every single week, but uh, especially lately, Alejandro Guido, this would be a great weekend for Guido to really have an impact against Phoenix. Three points this weekend would be just so massive. I just, the start for this team. And if they could potentially get a win this weekend and they prove that they can beat Phoenix, they've also lost to Phoenix this year. Um, and we also have that draw, so we'll see what happens, but it feels like if we're getting three points this weekend, Alejandro Guido needs to be a big part of it. So that's someone I'm watching. Of course, Blake, most shots, all the goals, the assists that he delivers, but we've seen some flashes from Guido. I want to see a few more.
1: Yeah. And sitting on 21 points, second in the Pacific division, Phoenix blew out Los Dos. They're sitting on 26 points, Jordan. and, And you're right. Yeah. It's thus now concludes this stretch. Six of seven at home. After six or seven away, but you know, playing very well outside of the season opener in Chandler, where you and I were, where we'll never be again, where we're never going to get invited back. <laughs> uh, outside, that's of, a fact. Outside of that clunker, there uh, played to a two-two draw, which was a ridiculous night. Beat them straight up at home, so yeah, looking forward to it. But then you start looking ahead as well, so you know, you get through this stretch, you see Phoenix, and then you go, okay, at Tacoma at Los dos at salt Lake at Tacoma Vegas, you know, so, you know, the, the schedule I had to not to move beyond Phoenix you, know, you sort of just you take it in in chunks, what it looks like here, there, and not to even say, Hey, you get blown up by Phoenix. What difference does it make? I don't think that happens at all because I think that unlike a lot of other clubs that probably see Phoenix rising on the schedule and go, ah, oh, God, you know, we could get destroyed here four or five nil and could happen. I I think loyal, like generally, like not cliche, like generally welcomes the challenge of playing against this club. Like there's a confidence there that you just don't see when somebody else sees Phoenix rising on the schedule.
0: Uh, There should be a confidence from San Diego because they've, they've beaten Phoenix. They proved it time and time again in their short history, but also I, I don't watch every single team in USL. So maybe I'm wrong here, but I would find it hard to believe there is a team in this league playing better than San Diego. They've won five of their last six and it would be six straight wins, which I'm telling you, not many clubs are doing this year. Um, It would be six straight if Sacramento didn't find a random goal in the 95th minute, Um, throw that out the window, which I know you can't, but it would be six straight wins that way. It is five of six before that draw against orange County. And then somehow a draw against Phoenix, which everyone feels should have been the win, should have been three points two stoppage time goals from rising change things. Uh, they had the win against Vegas since then. So um, it was red to start, but now a lot of green going forward for San Diego and they're hoping to continue it this weekend. Uh, they can't pass Phoenix in the standings this weekend, right? Cause Phoenix isn't playing like midweek or anything. Right. I'm not, no. I don't think they are. Their next match is San Diego. They don't get yeah. another one in between. So uh, San Diego at 21 Phoenix at 26, five points back are loyal with a uh, orange County level with us at 21 as well, but we can, uh, we can put ourselves just two points back of rising. So uh,
1: I think it's impactful. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, looking at it a couple of different ways, of course, you're always going to try to get to the top of the standings, but the other side of it is now you are sitting on 21 points and you're well above the playoff line now too early to be looking at all this stuff probably but if you're a player for sure if you're Landon donovan nate miller absolutely doesn't mean you and i can't i mean we we put the standings up there on match day live almost every week so uh but to see where the playoff line is the playoff line's at 13 and loyal sitting on 21 so you know, after the, the, you know, the start to the seat. I mean, I guess that's why Landon Donovan is the USL manager of the month for the month of June, Jordan. It's what he did. there, going on this unbeaten stretch that they've been on here, carrying over now in the middle of July. Wouldn't it be nice to continue that? But also you can exhale. You can take a, a little bit of a breath, you know, that, that you look at the rest of the Pacific division and you go, yeah, tons, tons still straight up against Tacoma, Los dos, Sacramento, et cetera. But you, know, you feel pretty good. There's a little separation now from, from those that are in a playoff position compared to those who are not.
0: I'm just calling it the cut line the rest of the season. Are we cool with that?
1: Cut line. I like it.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, the,
1: the golf top fans
0: top coming out of this.
1: Start entertaining the idea of like playing home playoff games and, and hosting. What? All, what? what?
0: Is that a Did thing? You play ready
1: for that? There's a, to there's a
0: playoff? Might- <laughs> You're telling me there's a playoff? I thought we'd just get the regular season champ. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. who knows but maybe there are some changes coming to USL
1: uh yes what a great segue anybody read Thank Jeff Ruder this week at the no, Athletic?
0: I missed it tell me what happened
1: the very first ever mid-year meetings in San Antonio uh for hold the United-
0: on their mid-year meetings are in San Antonio
1: yeah, I guess there was some so a game being played there. So they all went and had the meetings and then they all partied in San Antonio. You ever been there? I heard it's a great city.
0: I heard it's great too. It's July.
1: Is yeah. that where you want to be? No. Okay. Thank no. you. I, no, I Listen, I'm
0: sure San Antonio is the best city in the world.
1: Well, it's better than like Chandler.
0: That's... <laughs> We're never getting invited back to Chandler. Okay, so they go to San Antonio in July for their mid-season meetings. Go on.
1: Uh, According to Jeff Reuters reporting, he had sources who were inside of the meetings. USL held its first-ever joint board of governors involving stakeholders across the second division championship and the third division for USL, which is called League One. Hmm. Multiple sources with direct knowledge of the meeting, Jordan, Hmm. said that USL looked to chart its own course without requisite input and consideration of major league soccer and its team's affiliates. Jake Edwards, who's the president of USL, spoke on this being a potentially seismic moment for the league to boldly, est- boldly establish an identity separate from MLS. Has a target of 2026. What else is happening in 2026? Do you know? World cut. Exactly right. For a new format in which he thinks maybe promotion and relegation from the USL Championship and League One, also changing the calendar to go to a more traditional winter calendar instead of playing March until September into October with your postseason, the European calendar, including a winter break, shorter preseason, akin to some of the European leagues like Germany and Spain. Hmm. Okay. So... That's a lot to digest. There's a lot
0: there. Um, what are clubs in USL with MLS aspirations supposed to do with this information?
1: Well, they probably then would start fast-tracking their own idea of creating another league for MLS lower division clubs, whether that's called MLS 2 or something else, I don't know, hmm. but M- has not exactly been shy about its plans to create its own structure that would be separated from the USL. That's a lot of lower division options in this country, potentially. I don't know quite honestly that we're, as a soccer country, prepared for that many options. But I do like where the USL is thinking in all of this. I do like the idea of a promotion relegation structure in the USL I'm a little bit I need a little bit more convincing on the european calendar being a good idea. I understand why it gets tossed out there and and I think for the league it might make for better business sense that you could then have more loans interacting with european leagues, bringing players in, shipping players out, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, that, that to me is, is still, we've never seen that here in this country to have a European schedule when it comes to pro soccer at the highest levels. So I, am you know, I'm, I'm, and then having to compete against football, both college football, pro football alike, you know, what, what does that look like? I think you'd rather take your chances against baseball, frankly, that said, um, I, I like, you know, I do like the creativity and I do like that the, the league feels like these things are important to create a unique identity here, which a lot of people have been clamoring for in this country, including us. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this feels like it would mean MLS and usl growing farther apart as opposed to growing closer together. That's how it reads to me. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that puts a lot of clubs in a weird spot because I mean, clearly in San Diego, there's MLS aspirations. Um, but we're not the only town. So, like, what like what is Phoenix Rising doing with this information? Like, I, I know Sacramento's in a weird spot, but there's still technically MLS aspirations there. Like, what do they do with this kind of information? They have a USL club. Um, that club had MLS aspirations. What does Vegas do? Vegas gets thrown around. Like, what is their relationship with LAFC now? Is that just something short-lived? Um Orange County. They have I'm just kidding, Orange County doesn't have MLS aspirations. <laughs> um, but seriously, like there's several clubs where this this impacts several clubs, and it kind of puts them in a weird spot, I feel. Maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I just I'm hearing it. It just came out. So that's that's well, my I, I feel like
1: you know. It's interesting. I mean,
0: I it's, it's interesting to see how this impacts impacts the relationship between MLS and USL. Is it good or is it bad? I don't know.
1: Well, forget about the quality for a second of Major League Soccer, because people always bang on the quality of MLS, which you know is is constantly improving, even if it's improving at a snail's pace. But what is the what are the complaints that you often hear? You hear about it being very corporate, you hear about it being somewhat of a, you know, that whole single entity structure, right? There's no promotion, there's no relegation. So Could USL find itself in the unique position here where even though it's considered lower division, it wouldn't be considered minor league because you wouldn't have these MLS2 clubs like Los Dos, like Tacoma. You wouldn't have them pulling players back and forth doing all that sort of stuff. So you can can never accuse it of being minor league. Would people then go, holy shit, man, we've got a promotion relegation in the country. We've seen the increase of, of... uh television espn international uh espn plus etc so you know could could you find could you formulate a fan base for people who just won't embrace mls because of the fact that it's it's franchises they're franchises jordan they're not clubs could you create something here that would truly be appealing to people who love the sport because of the structure that they see in other countries you know and i I'm not smart enough to be able to answer that question. I don't know. I mean, I tend to believe that if you get an MLS club and you've got Carlos Vela on your team or you've got Zlatan Ibrahimović or you've, you know, picked, you know, we've, we've heard a bunch of different pla- Antoine Griezmann somewhere down the road, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, whatever. You know, that, then like, you know, that might be very appealing, especially if it's got the backing of some of the bigger networks. But uh, I'm open-minded about this sort of stuff. I, I like a lot of stuff that, that Jake Edwards is trying to push through here. That's being reported. I I I must admit, like I gravitate much towards this structure than I do towards the status quo of Major League Soccer in its current capacity. But I also understand why all these clubs want to be major league soccer.
0: Right. Um yeah, I think ideally people want when you talk about promotion and relegation in the US, the idea is to be promoted all the way to the top and say what you will about major league soccer. It is the top level in the United States. So if the idea is to be able to get promoted or relegated, you don't wanna be limited in how far you can get promoted. If you're only going a certain level and it's still not considered the top, then it feels like there's some value taken away there, at least to me. Um, The idea, ideally, if you can find a, if you can get a club to be promoted from one league to the next, to the next, the idea is eventually you have the opportunity to get to the top. And unless USL finds itself in a position where they are the more popular league and there's more quality in that league compared to major league soccer, then maybe we're having a different conversation, but that's not where we are right now at all. Um, so it's, I, I I'm open-minded as well. I think it's important to have this mindset and I think it's really important to have these conversations. It's just, I don't know if they completely control their own destiny as much as they would like.
1: No, and I think what you just said there is, is, you know, the trade-off. So here on one side of the scale, we've got the highest quality of professional soccer in the United States, Major League Soccer. And Major League Soccer has some sort of blossoming partnership, let's say, with Liga MX. They're having an all-star game in August up in Los Angeles at Bank of California Stadium.
0: No, they're not going to San Antonio for that?
1: Uh, No, weirdly. They're not. I, I, I think it finished second. So, you know, on one side of the scale, you have major league soccer, which is the highest quality. It's first division soccer in this country. There's, there's, you know, but on the other side, you've got a very appealing operation with promotion and relegation, things that fans in this country have clamored for against the wishes of the ownership groups in major league soccer. And you've got a European calendar. Now, hopefully the right answer is we can live with all of it. We can live with, with both, but in terms of like, where you'd rather be, you know, like, that's probably gonna be up to each individual. I I I don't see that as an easy choice. Some would say that's an easier choice. You just gravitate towards the higher quality. But I think you get a lot of soccer hipsters in this country that would say, wait a second now, promotion relegation. This is what we've all wanted. And a European calendar. And, and like that's what the sport is. That's the sport that we fell in love with. We wanted to very much appeal to us on the same levels as the the reasons why we like it to begin with. So, you know. As, as usual, I find myself somewhere in the middle of all of this. But I think if you get the opportunity, if Loyal or anybody else gets the opportunity to go to Major League Soccer, you don't go, but wait a second, Jake Edwards has a plan for promotion and relegation between the second and third division. I, you know, I, I can't see anybody seriously doing that. I, you know, I, I think you'd embrace it if you were in that position, but not at the expense of being able to move up to the highest level. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's very well said. Yeah, like you said, they would you would jump at the MLS opportunity if you're given that opportunity. Yeah. Now, do I think you can survive? Is that sustainable creating the promotion relegation league? Is that does that league exist? Will people show up? Will it be supported? Yes, absolutely it would be. Would it take down MLS in this country? I don't think so. I don't nope. think so. I who knows, but not right now, not the way I see it right
1: now. It would take so it would take a very long time. <laughs> I don't um, either, but I must admit, like if we were like a USL expansion club and we were jumping into that, like you and I'd be like, oh, fucking promotion relegation to be killer. Like, you know, you'd love to be a part of that. You know, I just got done watching this documentary on Crystal Palace, which I would recommend whether you're a palace supporter or not. It's called, uh, it's on amazon.com. It's called When Eagles Dare. And it's all about them going almost from being liquidated to getting promoted. And you see Wilfred Zaha And so many of the palace players talk about like that period of time of what it meant to get promoted. Now that's the premier league. I'm not trying to compare USL to the premier league, but just to even have some tiny little percentage of what that moment must feel like to avoid relegation at the end of a season, to play important matches when you're at the bottom of the standings, instead of just saying, all right, everybody, we'll see you next season. Like, if we could somehow even just experience a little bit of that, I, I think it would leave people wanting a heck of a lot more. Mm-hmm. But All right. I still want Lionel <laughs> you know, I still mm-hmm. want, you know, I still want to be able to see some of the best Central American, South American talent coming and playing at the highest levels too. And, you know, still want to watch what I watched last night between Portland and LAFC. So, you know, I, I get it. Yeah.
0: There's room for both.
1: That's um, probably the best answer too, is like the support of lower division soccer in this country, I think is essential to the future of soccer in this country across the board.
0: There's no question about that. Do we have time for anything else? I feel like we went long.
1: We can put ourselves on the clock. We're at, uh, let's see, we're at uh, 32 minutes right now. Um, you have we... uh, uh, some pressing thoughts on the gold cup, Jordan, what you've seen uh, USA USA undefeated through group stage. Not all that impressive, but undefeated.
0: Next subject.
1: The U.S. women's national team got drilled by Sweden. Man, there was so much buildup to this about revenge being a dish served cold that they would uh, atone for the loss getting eliminated by Sweden in 2016 in Rio. A 44 match on beaten streak was on the line. The favorites to win the gold, and they got drilled in the middle of the night, 3 0 by Sweden. Do you have any pressing thoughts on that? Next topic. Would you like to get back to Ms. Bum Bum getting tattooed on her anus? <laughs>
0: no, I think this is a good place to end the podcast. I think we covered a lot. We're ready for this weekend. We discussed uh, Stoneman's yellow getting rescinded. I still haven't seen that highlight, but everyone says it was a bullshit call, so I believe oh. it. Oh. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, Jack Blake, two year extension. That's good news for the 26 year old who's only been around for seven months and has scored four goals, three assists and has earned himself a multi-year deal. That's really impressive uh, in only seven months time. Uh, we get Phoenix this weekend. What time is that? 730?
1: Match okay. day live, 7 p.m. Unless you want to do a special edition where we're uh, maybe going a full hour.
0: Mm. No, we're doing some, We're like recording before. We don't have time for that.
1: Oh, that's um, true. Hey, we on Facebook now, too?
0: I don't know. Someone should tell us.
1: Um, Check us out on Facebook and on SDLoyal YouTube. No, too. we
0: are on Facebook. We are. You know, Antonio showed me. He said there's a lot of people tuning in on Facebook. I don't know if he's being honest with me, but that's what he told me. I like it.
1: It's going to be a big one. We'll Corey Hurts about- Russia, Buena Vesa, if he scores a goal.
0: It's going to happen by the end of the season. I guarantee it. Uh, we also talked about Jeff Reuter's piece impacting USL and major league soccer. And Darren broke down miss bum bum's new anus tattoo. Did we get it all? We got, uh, yeah,
1: I, I think so. Is this going to be out by three o'clock on Thursday? Yeah.
0: After- oh, okay. sure. For sure. So,
1: so can I uh, promote then uh, talk to Jack Blake? I'm just there to moderate. less of me is a good thing here. You okay. guys have questions for Jack Blake. He's going to be on the SD loyal Instagram Has he bleached his hair yet? It's a good question. Uh, I think reason enough to tune in. I certainly have that on my list of things that I'm prepared to ask him. But I'd much rather have a bunch of people ask Jack Blake questions than have me ask Jack Blake a bunch of questions because this isn't so much for me, it's for you. So 3 o'clock on Instagram Live with SD Loyal. Not, Not on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, on SD Loyal's Instagram page. Okay.
0: If you say, I'll bring champagne this weekend of the show. If you say a up me duck five times during the IG life. Five? Five times is not too much. Okay. It can be said five times. I will give you credit if Jack Blake says a up me duck.
1: Okay. Challenge you know? accepted. Five yeah. times. Okay. Challenge accepted.
0: And I want a video package sent to me clipped. For each five, so it doesn't take me very long to track this shit down. Because if you tell me afterwards that it happened, I'll just believe you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's where our listeners need to have my back. It happened. Mm Just just know that. We'll see.
0: Three o'clock. San Diego Loyal's Instagram page D Smith and Jack Blake. Very nice. Good stuff. All right, Darren, we will uh, see you this weekend. Match day live, seven o'clock. SD Loyal's YouTube and Facebook page. We'll see you then.
1: Jordan, if uh, SD Loyal wins the USL Cup, will you commit to an anus tattoo?
0: <laughs> no, I will not. Okay. See you we, later. Maybe we should just get like a tattoo of champagne, like a bottle of champagne somewhere.
1: Well, <laughs> why not?
0: We're definitely drinking champagne out of the trophy if it happens.
1: How about that? Yes, we are. I mean, win or lose, no matter what. We, yeah. Good point. We, All right. To talk to you. you. See ya.